16 says I just whipped your ass. Yes! You just made the list! And hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Stuart Van. My name is Joshua Plummer. And yes, as promised on my takeover review I did a couple of days ago, Josh is back and we're doing this. Um, hello! Yes, Josh is back, you know, because obviously we couldn't do the takeover one, sadly. It just, the timings didn't mess up quite well. So, but we thought we'll come back for the biggest show of shows of the year when it comes to WWE, of course. Uh, WrestleMania, and obviously WrestleMania 37, didn't just have one night as well as takeover. I had two nights, so we our weekend was very busy, staying up very late. Watching both nights of this show, and my God, I'm knackered. Like from watching them that weekend. Surely you're the same, right? Oh, as am I. Um, and it's difficult now with it being springtime. It getting lighter around seven uh, o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the morning. You go to bed at four, um, and your body just instantly wakes up, even though you've had an hour and a half, two hours sleep. But nope, I've stayed up all night watching wrestling. I'm going back to bed. No, but not one night, two. Two nights, yeah, really messing with the body clock. Thanks, WWE. Uh, we were just talking about this off uh, off mic as well, just before we hit the record button. Um, our thoughts on the the two the two show set up the two day event. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of it. I, I'd much rather it be that one what's, big show. What seven um, hours? Seven hours on a Sunday, just watching. Oh, oh, seven hours just watching. Pure. Just seven hours on the Sunday. So, like, pre, if you include the pre show. And the whole thing runs for about five, five and a half hours. And all the other uh, matches, um, I guess, deemed not suitable for, for WrestleMania, not had the best build, just put them on the go-home edition of, of Raw or the go-home edition of, of SmackDown. Then you'd get a good go-home show. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what they did. But yeah, I mean, one thing, obviously, when we get into it in a bit, but like, uh, obviously, no kickoffs, no kickoff matches. So it was kind of refreshing. It was kind of nice. Yes. So that means I don't have to do that thing where it's like, well, just have to, just before we start, let's mention a match that I didn't watch because I don't want to kick off. This case, I could just go, we can kind of go straight into it. But um, but before that, there's one piece of business we need to take care of before we get into talking about the show. Obviously, if you are oh, a yes. listener of or a follower on our Twitter, you would know that uh, this is a big time for our prediction game. It's, uh, was it, was it, it was supposed to be seven, but... Um, participants, but I think uh, what was it just because won my NXT takeover? If I remember, uh, they won the takeover, but they'd already qualified because uh, they won the Survivor Series game as well. So we had a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, six competitors in the JSPL Mania main event for the JSPL uh, Championship. Uh, we also had other matches, so we had tag team match, the constant rivalry between the two sweet stunners um, of Bottom Line Wrestling. And two sweet wrestling between uh, ourselves, the establishment, um, and the Savage Land. Uh, we also had retro wrestling doing, yeah, retro wrestling doing double duty, having to defend the GSPL briefcase, our equivalent of the Money in the Bank briefcase, as well as the Callaway Streak title, named after obviously the Undertaker, uh, in tribute to his uh, infamous, not infamous, because it was very good, uh, famous uh, streak at WrestleMania. Yeah, um, so as you see, he was very busy. Um, obviously, poor Josh, as always, has to tally up all these scores. Um, it's not Luckily, it's not so bad. It's worse when it's Survivor Series because that's just like, I guess that must be horrible. But, Oof. But, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so we thought we'd just, um, as always, since it's obviously kind of like 
this like WrestleMania is for WWE for this is like our season finale when it comes to our prediction. All we sets after this, if I remember. So yeah, it does. So um, without um, further ado, that's um, before we get into the show. We're quick. We're just Josh is just going to quickly go through who won and who's going to go into the next well, next season. If you want to go there um, as champion and who won, who was high school, all that kind of jazz. So yeah, Josh, take it away. So let's begin with, um, I guess, the mid card championship. So the JSBL uh, briefcase um, between holders Retro Wrestling. Uh, going against bottom line wrestling cast. Retro Wrestling managed to retain the briefcase uh, with the highest score of everyone. Um, they scored 57 to, to bottom lines 39. So they, yes, they did really well in the uh, tag team turmoil match um, a lot of points up for grabs on that one and a successful tiebreaker obviously getting a lot of other predictions correct as well so not only did they retain the briefcase and not only are the the highest scorers being the number one contender for whoever uh, won the JSPL championship match but they also managed to successfully retain uh, the Callaway title for the uh, for the third time, so they've kind of t- they've got they've got number one contenders anyway. Um, so that means the Callaway is going to be up for grabs at uh, at Money in the Bank, the vacant Callaway title. What a way to kick it off, right? It is. And now, uh, oh, in case you were wondering who they went up against for. Uh, uh, oh no! Sorry for the briefcase. Retro went up against Outside Wrestling. Outsiders Wrestling uh, and Retro Wrestling went against Bottom Line for the Callaway. Uh, that was my bad. Uh, Outsiders uh, scored twenty-five. Um, so Retro once again they retained briefcase, the Callaway, and are the highest scorers of the night. Very well done. You are the number one contenders, Retro Wrestling. The tag team match, the ongoing feud, the ongoing rivalry between the two sweet stunners. And uh, the Savage Establishment. Two Sweet Stunners going in to the match, defending champions. So, Two Sweet Wrestling scored 49. And Bottom Line scored 39. Can you do the quick maths, Stu? What's that in total? God, I'm not good with maths on the fly. Not n- <laughs> Nice try, but I have no idea. <laughs> they scored 88. They scored 88 in total. Now, our tag team partner, our tag team partner, the Savage Land, they managed to score 48 in total. Now, that means that in order to win the tag team championships, we need to score 41 points or more. There was a little bit of a setback, though, because in the very first match, and a match we're going to get into, uh, we had... A tiebreaker uh, on the Scottish Warrior. A lot of people did. Quite a few people did. And we started off the night with minus 10 points. Yeah, not a great start. So, <laughs> not a very good start. However, we sort of made up for it in the Tag Team Turmoil match, scoring 19 points in that. So bear in mind that we have to score 41 points or more in order to win the Tag Team Championships with the Savage Land. 
And I can tell you, Stuart, that we scored 47 points. We have new tag team champions in the JSPL. We take our titles back. We've got our titles back. So, I've got to be honest. So, yeah, it's, it's a nice feeling because this um, prediction league, I've been pretty rubbish. <laughs> I've been pretty bad this year because <laughs> it's like on the league, we're like, what? Last time I checked, like sixth or something. It's not great. It's not great. Sixth or eighth, yeah. Uh, we've had one run with the tag titles, but if you compare it to last year's campaign where we basically won everything. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. But I, I take any gold we can take. And the cool thing is... Um, yeah, so I'm just glad we're going to go into. Could we say a new season? Because kind of what it is. Yeah, we're going to a new season. Well, it is. With, yeah, uh, new campaign, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, new, we're going to as everything. We're going to go into a new campaign with gold around our waist, mm. or like you know, going to be champions. So hopefully we can. Yeah. Hopefully we can do that. We can do the old um, you know thing where it's like okay, now we're champions. Now we can build a team, the tag team division because we don't have one. <laughs> Barely don't have. Yeah, we need uh, we need more we need more tag teams in the GSPL. Um, we have plans for that, so. We're getting to obviously check out our Twitter for that, but um, but yeah, so I guess most people are not really here to, to hear about our success. A lot of people want to hear about the main events of the show, the main events of who 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 got the high score and who won, who is the JSPL champion going into next season. So, our six competitors all qualifying in different ways in all sorts of different games. We have Dead Now, Whatever, Better Call Creative, Last Blogger Standing, Everything Pro Wrestling, Just Because, and our uh. JSPL champion going in to the match was Mags, who was also the table topper of the campaign. So, at the end of night one, we had Den Now Whatever, who were on top with 38. In second was Better Call Creator with 35. Last Blogger Standing on 29. Mags on 28. Everything Pro Wrestling on 21. And Just Because on 12. So, for a few teams, uh, it's pretty close. Like, 10 points in it. Uh, a lot can happen. Going into the final score after night two. In sixth place, with 30 points. Just because. In fifth, with 40 points. Everything pro wrestling. In... Fourth place with 49 points. Then now whatever. Then in joint second place. Joint second place. And this is a one point difference from second to fourth or second to third. With 50 points. Our last blogger standing and better call creative meaning for the first time in JSPL history the JSPL championship has been successfully defended so congratulations and still reigning defending undisputed JSPL champion it's Mags wow. with 53 points congratulations to Mags he's been on fire this this um, prediction season, he's kind of been topping that table for most of it, hasn't he? I remember I've, I've had a quick, quick glance, but um, yeah, 
there. I guess I guess it's one of those I guess it's one of those things. History making night when it comes to a two nights event. Um, when it comes to like first live crowd and obviously first time the title has been successfully defended at WrestleMania. So yeah, so it's all it's kind of all changed on the other side. But when it comes to the main championship, it's all it's no change at all. So yeah. Oh. Anyway, congratulations, man. Uh, congratulations, Max. Um, congratulations, congratulations to everybody. Yeah, and thank you everyone to uh, thank you everyone for playing, and we hope to see you in the next campaign uh, when the league restarts at Money in the Bank. The good thing is we've got time to actually relax because I don't think that's too like mid May, so we've got a couple of weeks to chill out for a while. So that's good. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah. So yeah, so we got that. That was a little piece of business to get um, to get sorted. Um, good thing is though, as just said. Um, have obviously have a listen, but obviously check out our Twitter on Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, we'll probably post them up in the next couple of days so you can see them visually, as well as listening to the scores here. So, um, but yeah, so I think um, yeah, so we've done that. So now I think it's um, as we've got a lot of stuff to talk about here, and I'm not talking about we do. So um, we're going to try and get it through this a bit, a bit quicker than we normally do. So um, I've got to stop rambling, and we've got to start getting you know focused. But um, but yeah, so obviously um, we. We're going to talk about obviously first. We're going to talk about night one. Um, you know, it's um, kind of interesting because obviously I didn't know what to expect. Cause obviously, it's the first time we have fans. That's like so refreshing. By the way, it's just like uh, what was it? They started off. They kind of started off the show with kind of Vince all standing on the stage, kind of thanking them to come back. So glad they're back, type stuff. But mm-hmm. if um, uh, then uh, U.S. Uh, U.S. fans probably might not know this, but um, but or, or might not you know understand but um we are quite used to bad weather around about this time um but um, mm-hmm. apparently for um wwe it's like they, they, a massive storm was a front apparently like before the show like half an hour before the show as well um the authorities or like people in the state asked the people to go back inside uh, so because of that uh, we we had a thing where we had to wait for half an hour so the show started at 1 p.m our end but we had to wait another like, 30 minutes because waiting for the storm to clear so after that, we had a lot of really awkward promos of people going on the fly. But some very good ones. We had Drew had a good one. Kevin Owens had a good one. Seth Rollins is one, but the new uh, announcer was fairly entertaining. He was drunk. He was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he was nuts. He was like, he, he literally, I, I, I could see a drunk man a mile away. I know that because that's what I'm like when I'm drunk. Like, you know, hey, man, how you doing? Are you good? Oh, I'm having a good time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I know how it is. He was drunk or something's wrong with him. He was just really hyped. Maybe he's been talking to Mojo. Um, he's really hyped for some reason. But, um, but yeah, so we had that. So awkwardness. You had, um, yeah, so we had to wait for that. Then we had the really awkward thing with Tarsus Neil and Hulk Hogan on the stage. Hogan got booed. It's, um, <laughs> he literally did. It's like, he got booed. It was really awkward. It was it was in the sense of Titus O'Neil was like he was really good, the chemistry was really off, and you can see I've never seen, with Titus O'Neil's f- smile, you know he was putting on that smile. It was like you can see it was a fake smile. You know, like you have to be happy, but really you don't want to be there, like next to this guy. That's why I got. That's why yeah. I gazed from it. But yeah, they were just you know as you expect talking about you know trying to use weird punt was it pirate analogies because it's who got the pirate. You got your pirate ship, mate. You got your pirate ship. I got my pirate ship. We don't have Kari Zane though coming down on a uh, a wire or anything, which I was a little bit disappointed about. But we got the pirate ship. We got fans back. Uh, pretty good set as well. Yeah, I love it. They said that pirate ship on the top with the kind of you know the stage, and it's really cool. Yeah, and it's good to yeah. actually put some effort in because last time we had a 
um, stage or like you know where so many were fans they, they just put like a LED board or a massive like screen and that was it and it was like oh that's yeah. very creative not but um, yeah so yeah. obviously so there's no kickoff here um, a lot of people I put a poll on Twitter as well um, it's just because I always do it because I'm up late so a lot of people thought it was it was it was it was a mix between good and great both getting 44.4 percent of the vote um 11.1 mm-hmm. saying it's okay but uh, i mean I, I kind of agree with the good or great this show you know it's um it's really good i thought especially with the with the first night um when it had a slightly underwhelming card for a wrestlemania and it delivered or over delivered uh hence why the show was very enjoyable um, I didn't know what to expect. As opposed to the other night, where it was a stronger card, but under-delivered. You could say that. I mean, except for maybe the main event, like of night two, which was pretty awesome as well. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, I can agree with that. But um, yeah, because obviously, obviously, the cool thing is we, um, for probably for the first time in probably like a year, uh, we decided to watch wrestling together. But obviously, uh, we um, video called ourselves on Facebook. And yeah, and we watched the well, mm-hmm. Obviously, Josh was a bit out of sync. I was a couple of seconds behind Josh on his stream, but that might be because of my poor internet can't handle it. But basically, um, we, it's the first time we've watched a show together, kind of, for nearly a year. So this was kind of a big one. But um, yeah, it's kind of the gauge I got from the first night. It's like we come off saying, nah, that was actually surprisingly a really good show. Like, you know, I expect it to be like, you know, we or not bad, but just feel like, oh, that was fun. But like, but yeah, it was like this was, you could say, the weaker card of the, both nights and it was really good mm. I think it's yeah I really enjoyed it but um, but yeah so I guess we just got again we're doing it again we just got to dive straight into this because a lot of stuff to talk about but um, but yeah so obviously kicked off with um, the WWE Championship match between Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre um, normally I would be like oh my god WWE Championship you know kicking off a mania that's like should be probably main eventing, but in this case, it was fine because it's the first match that fans have seen live for almost a year. So, I think uh, as like a to kick kick the show off, it was the the right call. I think right call to kick off um, night one with this match. Yeah, I agree. It was the right call. However, the I like the idea that it's the first match and Drew McIntyre is the first wrestler that uh, everyone sees. Um, because he's basically been the the poster boy along with Roman Reigns throughout the pandemic. Uh, but you kind of threw that away when you had the big old announcement from from Vince uh, at the beginning with all the roster on the stage, and then you had Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil. Um, it'd been nice just to actually start, and the first thing we do is just go, just stop mucking around. We're back. We're excited to see wrestling. Just get straight into it, and you get a nice big pop for Drew. He got a nice pop anyway. Um, but it would have been like uh, magnified um, like tenfold if it was literally the first thing that happened. I mean, like, I, I get the first one with the bit with the stage because obviously it's like you know I want to say thank you because obviously it means the world. But yeah, but did really have to? Yeah. Did, did really have to have the hosts like with Hogan and Titus O'Neil? I mean, no. You could sit there and say could, Titus O'Neil could have done it by himself personally because he was actually really like Hogan was just kind of ripping off him kind of, but like. He yeah. was really good. Oh, Hogan going, arr, 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 arr. Uh, no. Yeah, so, so no. when we get to talk about night two, you might skip talking about that because you don't want to talk about that. But but yeah, I mean, obviously, talk about W Championship match. Yeah, I mean, going into this, we were kind of, for me, um, uh, the b- consensus was that this is going to be a match where Drew finally wins his title back. 
um, or like gets his big WrestleMania moment because he he kind of won it last year, but no fans. So we're thinking, no. okay, Bobby won the title for a couple of weeks, really cool, and then yeah, Drew gets the win. But um, yeah, as as we've stated in the uh, prediction thing of uh, everyone getting these uh, minus tens on the tiebreakers, um, that was not the case. Um, no, we got it was one of those. Uh, what was that saying? I was say a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. I fought with this match. Yeah, because because our, my my disdain for it was just because of like oh my god my predictions out the window. Not because I wasn't happy with it. <laughs> I was actually really happy for Bobby because it's like the guys worked his ass off for a year during this pandemic, building up that group of the hurt business. That obviously they split up for no reason. Utterly dumb idea, and then. They've given him a WrestleMania moment where he goes. He's put. It's a rare breed that a guy with his championship goes into it and comes out as champion. They've yeah. given him that moment, and I love that. Drew, Drew will get his moment eventually because obviously Drew's gonna. I think there's a long-term plan for Drew, but yeah, Bobby Lashley. I'm just so happy for him. Really, I think anyone deserves that kind of moment for all the hard work he's done. Obviously, it's him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm really happy for for Bobby again. It's a welcome result. Um, it, it freshens up the title scene. So who now goes against Bobby? Because Drew has basically gone against every credible challenger. So we're talking Seth. We're talking AJ. Uh, Bobby himself as well. Uh, in, the, um, in the early stages of his reign. Uh, there's a lot of scope for, for Drew to uh, to build on. Like will he take more of a kind of tweener turn? Will he um, go back to the Scottish psychopath uh, role maybe? Um, I do like that idea. Of him, guy, like this, like this, um, like kind of turns him to be a bit more focused and intense. Like you know, he's like taking yeah. people out, you know, because he does have that in his locker. I think that's what, uh, if you saw obviously with the with the uh, kind of impromptu promos they did, with that kind of intensity he was talking about. Like after mm. they had to kind of force a confrontation between Bobby Lashley because they were running out of time. But yeah, that promo was brilliant. Mm. So I think is I think you said on the stream. I think well when we were talking on I mean not stream when we were talking he was like. Do you think or was it, it might have been somebody else? But who would you have have that? Um, would you have have Drew on the chase or have the title? And I think for this case, it's probably a good thing that but Drew McIntyre's um, on the chase. He's chasing the title because it might mean more when he wins it again. Maybe maybe he might get SummerSlam. Maybe let let him not have the title for a couple of months and then wins it at SummerSlam again or something. Let have a moment maybe. Yeah, I think he's good with either or. Like he was really good with the with the title. Um, he was good in the chase uh, against Brock, uh, but whenever Drew is, I think Drew is a really good, really good baby face. Like um, uh, seeing him try to overcome the odds uh, is very entertaining to watch, uh, regardless if he has the title or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think I think it's one of them cases. He's, it's not like the kind of curse of the title belt that's in WWE, where if you win the title, it's like a death knell for creative because it's like they don't know how to book you when you win the title for some reason. I don't know why, but mm. but yeah, I mean, it's it was one of those things. It's like it was it was like you expecting one thing and then got the other. Where that's what a good surprise should be. Like you, you kind of mm. you thought, oh, actually, I like this idea. But um, but yeah, yeah, but but yeah, it was just quickly going to the match as a whole. It's like I said, it's as you expect, kind of physical, very physical, intense. Cause it's it's not going to be a high flying stuff. Well, not high flying stuff. If you talk about Drew no. diving over the top rope, I think I had to mm. ask you one time. He 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 doesn't do that, right? I haven't watched it. He doesn't. He doesn't no. dive over the top up, does he? No, he doesn't do. Uh, he doesn't do suicide dives. He doesn't dive over the dive over the top rope. Um, I think some other reviewers have touched on it as well. Uh, there was like maybe like an expectation 
to do like a Goldberg Goldberg Cesaro Goldberg Lesnar kind of match where big move big move big move big move Drew wins um, but it's quite refreshing that they didn't do that uh, they just had a good old traditional uh, wrestling match you had uh, Drew working on the working on the arm of Lashley making sure he can't lock in that hurt lock um, Bobby beating uh, Drew down keeping him grounded um, so once again Drew has to uh, fight from a disadvantaged kind of position. Um, Drew locking in the uh, the Kimura uh, lock multiple times. So may- maybe that's something we see. Maybe that's a new signature where we see him win by um, submission a few times now. Um, well, it's future shock. It won't um, hurt, well, the Kimura would hurt, but <laughs> but hurt in, in terms of uh, adding to his arsenal. Yeah, but the move itself, yeah, would hurt. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had uh, yeah multiple multiple Kimuras. We had hurt locks uh, attempts. Um, he's distracted by MVP. He misses the misses the claymore, and then you're as you you would expect, um, like our big WrestleMania moment where uh, when Lashley locks in the hurt lock, that's it. It's done. It's over. But it's WrestleMania. It's Drew McIntyre. He's the poster boy. He. He rolls up out of it. Okay, maybe it's the moment. Maybe he breaks out of it. No, passes out. Yeah, I mean, I think um, your, I think, unfortunately, I didn't take a picture. Your face, your reaction to it was quite fitting of everyone's reaction. He was yeah. like, "No, what? Did you just tap? Yeah. Like, like, literally, like, it's like we were shocked. It's like it's the best kind of shock as well, as as we stated earlier. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean." Again, it's just, it felt like, um, he said he didn't do move after move after move, but they kind of like, they did put like kind of things. He said future DTs. I'm sure Bobby Lashley done like a Dominator. You know, that old finisher we did. I'm sure we hit that. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of going to the well of their old moves, but realizing that who was going to, like who was going to hit their, who was going to get lock in their new finisher. And obviously it was, it was uh, Bobby Lashley that got it. Good obviously. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, again, it just, it just really protects that finish because they really have protected that finish over the year. So, and so it's just it just again I don't know more to describe this match. And really, I think Drew would have been nice to Drew to win, but sometimes it's just uh, I think Bobby Lashley needed his time to shine, and I'm happy with this result. Mm. So I'm intrigued to see yeah. obviously tonight obviously more to see where it goes because obviously, yeah, I would say one thing: put the hurt locker back to get hurt business back together. Why split them up? I do yeah. not know. Yeah. What? I, yeah. They were teasing the potential like Shelton Benjamin being kicked out, um, but the the entire hurt business. I, I get the reasoning where they were given the opportunity to take out uh, Drew McIntyre and they didn't take it. Uh, even though I'm pretty sure they had uh, two on one matches on Raw, uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know, but I don't know. It's, it's a weird decision, and um, you could do a thing where they come. Um, but then I guess there's no point now because it shows he doesn't need them. So I guess in I yeah. guess in that just um, sad truth is it's on a long line of things where it had a good thing going and Vince wanted to split them up for some reason. Mm-hmm. Just just because he didn't think they think they would they wouldn't boo Bobby Lashley. That can't we couldn't we just have a tweener thing where the both people cheered and we can just make up make up a well mind. But apparently uh, mm. Vince didn't want that. So and he stuck his heels down for it. But yeah. But again can't sit there and say they're not booking Bobby Lashley strong because he's got his WrestleMania moment of def- a rare breed of defending the title so yeah but yeah good great way to I think it's a great way to start the WrestleMania, WrestleMania here you've got yeah. either the big moment WrestleMania's 
yeah, for the for those moments, for those emotional highs, um, you need those emotional lows as well. It's a shocking start. Well, well we actually had two shocking starts, um, but in di- different con in different contexts with both these nights. Yes, uh, one was a welcome one. One was a very confusing, not welcome one, um, and unwelcome. We'll, we'll talk about we'll one. talk about the second one when we get tonight too. But um, but yeah, well, obviously after okay. that we had the um, was it tag team turmoil match. Uh, with the winner becoming the number one contender for the Women's Tag Team Championships and um, go against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax on night two. So um, we had, was it Layla and Naomi? We had Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Mm. We'll talk about Dana Brooke in a bit because that's kind of funny. Um, mm. The Wright Squad. That's Mandy Rose, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got it wrong, sorry. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Little slip up there. Um. <laughs> Damn it. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so obviously we had Naomi... Uh, Talia and uh, Tamina and then obviously a late addition that was crappy for us because they always do this because they want to trip trip us up we're going to use we're going to use t- tons yep. of pun, pun, uh, puns I'm sorry I'm sorry it has to be done and obviously uh, BDK and Carmella that every time I see this makes me realise just put the Iconics back together for God's sake if you put them in yeah, a tag team just oh, for God's sake BDK is doing the whole uh, trying to find a partner uh, gimmick or handing her beautiful it's lovely her cv resume um and, and no one's accepting it no one wants her help because she uh, costs them wins um why not just do that angle i mean what is what's Peyton royce doing at the moment nothing i mean she had that bit and uh, was it uh talking raw was it talking raw? uh we had yeah raw, raw talk and she cut that really good promo. like I'm, I'm fed up with this you're gonna see the real Peyton royce oh fantastic she's gonna get that singles push and she had one match one match one match against oscar i think it was or more and then boom that's it it's like and then she's not on the show. I don't know, man. Just it would have been. I know the crowd would have popped if you had a situation where, like, you know, like uh, Ked, uh, Billy Kay was like, "Where's my partner?" And all of a sudden, she comes out, and it would have been like, "Yeah, the Iconics are back." It's like, yeah, she she has to find a partner. Not, yeah, no, but I guess I guess, and they really want to push this Carmella thing. I don't know why, uh, but um, but yes, yeah, so they were in it as well, last minute additions. But um, yeah, as we're obviously joking around, it's um, there was obviously bits before that, but yeah, uh, I called I called it slip or mania because it's like. <laughs> Poor, poor, poor Brooks. You know, she fell. Like she like. It was Mandy Rose who fell over. Oh uh, right, yeah. If, if I get, I get conf- another slip up. I, I, I get confused though because when you think about the out. Yeah, so I got confused as well. They're both blonde and wearing the, which is good because they looked like they're a tag team. Yeah, but I didn't know who was who. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. I think it was hard to tell, but I guess it's no no excuse on my end. But um, yeah, obviously we had um, she obviously slipped up. It was quite, we, we didn't mention it in the match we just talked about, but it was um, obviously with the rain. It was uh, a lot of the stuff was quite slippery um, on the ropes and not top rope. Um, so it's no surprise. But again, she um, <laughs> I, I think I went on. Uh, I think uh, was, it, was it Dana? Brooke? No, uh, Mandy Rose's kind of Twitter or Instagram, and she's really taking the mick out of her partner yeah. for that one. She's not going to be able to live that down for a while. <laughs> she, she's going to get memed. She's going to get a lot of memes and gifts on um, the twi- uh, yeah. Twitter, right? because of that yeah it's not it's not going to beat Titus Ward's slide though no no um, <laughs> who else fell over didn't um, oh yeah Batista fell over that was the most recent one at Wrestlemania uh, yeah. that was funny <laughs> it says a lot about the, the British like we just love it when people fall over it, it's the best comedy when we did the I think I mentioned it I think we, yeah when we mentioned it before uh, there was a poll for the best British television moment of all time. And there's been a lot. There's been royal weddings. There's been funerals. There's been England winning the Football World Cup, the Rugby World Cup, the Olympics, all sorts of stuff. But no, the top moment uh, for like fiction and in real life as well, real life events, was Del Boy falling over. <laughs> Mate, it's a classic moment. I mean, can't be that surprised. 
Well, what classifies Britain's humour more than basically a guy? Yeah. It's something you could potentially see like every day, someone falling over. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, it's, I don't know. It's, just, it's, just... it's still funny when it happens. We're talking a lot about... We're talking a lot about Mandy Rose falling over on, rather than the match itself. So should we talk about the I match? mean, to be fair, the match at whole is like, it's a lot of like, you can go through it quite easily when it comes to, it was, I mean, it was it surprisingly was quite good. Not because, you know, there's no way of any build. It's more like they announced it and that was it. But um, obviously we had, uh, yeah. was it Natalia and, not Natalia, Naomi and Leila um, with, um, and Carmella. Lana. Lana mm-hmm. and um, Carmella and um, Billy Kay. Um, well, obviously, I like the thing with Billy Kay kind of like trying to copy Carmella. <laughs> She's like, she doesn't know what to do. She's like, okay, have I got to pose here? Have I got to do this? Have I got to do that? Yeah. Doing the, doing her Damien Mizdow oh, uh, impression. Oh, she's so good. I mean, it's just like, she's so funny. But um, yeah, I thought you had good exchanges between these two teams. But um, the big kind of shock where obviously, was it uh, Billy Kay um, pinned, La- was it Lana with a like, surprise roll up? But like Carmella was kind of um, putting her feet on her back to kind of use leverage. So it's like she can't kick out. Yeah, I think it was on. I think it was on Naomi, but yeah, uh, and they tried to use exactly the same tactic on the uh, on the Riot Squad as well in their best uh, Harlequin uh, inspired gear. Refs, um, the ref saw it though this time. You know, the ref was um, on it. Ref saw it though this time. Yeah, uh, but uh, they're not all useless referees. No, no, no. Um, they, can, they can see things when they want to. Either they get they go they get knocked down and been out for ten minutes, or they actually are quite good at their job. So depends on how the story goes. They managed to kick uh, Carmella to the outside. Uh, and the right squad land there. Double team kind of like co-breaker and sent on onto Billy Kay, eliminating the team of Billy Kay and, and Carmella. Uh, this is when the infamous moment happened. We've touched on it before. Yeah, we- Down come Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose falls over. Uh- <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Mania going to be all over. There's, there's some really nice... There's actually some really nice moves and really nice exchanges uh, between these between these two teams. I wouldn't mind um, seeing these two teams go at it again. Actually, actually, yeah, it, it um, actually wasn't all that. I was actually quite surprised by that. Like, not because it's like you know, like yeah. sometimes it always feels a bit. Sometimes with this, because a lot of these teams are put together, there's no chemistry. But it seems like these two mm-hmm. were just like really. It, it seems like they've been working together for a while, so it feels like the chemistry was there. Yeah, like, yeah they, it said like really, some really cool um, counters and a lot of um, good moves in it. So yeah. We had a big kick from um, Mandy Rose. We also had a blockbuster, a really good blockbuster from from Dana Brooke as well, both on Ruby Riot. Um, Ruby Riot selling really well. Um, Liv comes in with a with a hot tag, but doesn't quite get the reaction that it uh, uh, that it needed. Um, there's a superplex from uh, from Mandy. This is on to Liv. Uh, we have a Swanton bomb from Dana. Um, we have the roll-up from uh, from Dana, which is then countered by Liv. One, two, three. Uh, it looks like potentially um, the right squad are going to go all the way, but they have to get past uh, Natalia and Tamina, who have been heavily pushed uh, in the last last couple of weeks on SmackDown. Did the ref get confused, though? Because I remember this, they'd done a thing with the announcement where like, they announced, I think they announced that Liz Morgan got eliminated, but then they had to reverse it and say, no, it was actually... Yeah. Um, was it Dana Brooke or like she got eliminated? So I, I don't. Mm-hmm. It, it happens because it was a quick roll-up. But it's the second time in a matter of three weeks we've had a confusing finish to a, with with a, with a small package. So um, pin. So stop yeah. doing them if you can't do them right. I'm just saying. Just saying. But um, but anyway, yes. So yeah, we had that. Um, as you said, Tamina uh, uh, Italian line. Uh, Tamina came in. That was awesome. Uh, we had a bit where they said that kind of um, cold breaker into a diving center combo finisher. Um, it worked on one, but mm-hmm. Tamina kicked out. 
But it said the match kind of ended with a really cool thing where he had a nice homage to um, uh, Talia's father with the heart attack on Ruby Wright. Um, you thought she was going to go for the, uh, the sharpshooter, but for some reason she changed her mind, tagged into Mina. She went to the top, hit the superfly splash, got the pin, got the win, and they're gone against the, the women tag team champions in night two. In I gotta be honest, a really it was it was better. I would say better than better than I expected because I was expecting it to be like okay, we'll just get through this. But it had some really good exchanges between teams. That's really cool moves, really good setups. Um, yeah, I think um, they might actually start be they might actually start to be building some actual good teams for this ta- this women tag division. Would be not you know for a change. Yeah. Um, again, I'd like to see uh, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke against uh, the Riot Squad, maybe for the number one contendership. Um, I think it was the right kind of length. Um, it's very lowly rated on the on cage match. I think it's not like like three out of ten, uh, which is, which I thought was fairly harsh. I mean, yeah, the emotional investment. I get it. Uh, if the Riot Squad won, yeah, they're, they're guess like the proper like they've they've been the proper established tag team uh, out of all these teams. They'd probably get a better reaction, especially if they go all the way, uh, and then they've got to overcome the odds. So say like Shane the Bays and Nijax maybe come out and attack them. Afterwards, or attack them backstage. Um, you'd probably get a bit more investment, uh, I'd say. Uh, but they've been pushing Natalia and Tamina on on SmackDown, um, so we'll get into that when we get into night two. But yeah, good, it was good. Up next, yeah, up next we have what I think is match of the weekend. Well, for WrestleMania, at least. That's a tough. Uh, that's, that's that's a high praise. There's so many good ones over the weekend. So, but yeah, but yeah, as you said. Yes, we're talking about the match. Though. I guess you were the same. Were you looking forward to it? Because it's Seth Rollins, as much as the guy is really can't shut his mouth sometimes on Twitter and says some things that really annoy you, no one can deny he is probably one of the best wrestling um, performers they have in the ring. Mm-hmm. And then they go against another great performer in the ring, against Cesaro. Mm-hmm. That I was... I, one thing I got to point out before we talk about it, it's kind of funny that I love the way they think yep. that the reason Cesaro hasn't been pushed is because us fans have just started to notice him now, where really yeah. they've just started to notice him now. We've been knowing how great Cesaro's been for nearly what for nearly what's in twenty thirteen. We know how great he is. Don't yeah. insult us. <laughs> we um, know how great he is. Then when he won the yeah when he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania twenty as oh, uh, uh, thirty rather. Uh, Oh, this is great! At the beginning of his push, and then he uh, was with um, Paul Heyman. He was with Paul Heyman for a little bit, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, unfortunately, that unfortunately used him as a kind of like um, excuse for Paul Heyman to just gloat about ending the streak. That's and they thought. I remember an interview. They thought that that would rub off on Cesaro, but it didn't work. But yeah, and then after that, it just kind of no. went weird. And then he done the the thing with the bar that was awesome. But yeah, it's been kind of on and off. But. Yeah, I mean, it's just um, I just love that that they're saying it's all because we haven't noticed him. It's like bollocks. It's because Vince hasn't noticed him. Sure, we've noticed him for years. Yeah, we always loved Cesaro. This is his um, this is his first singles match at yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, I was so surprised well. by that because I thought when I think about it, yeah, it's kind of he's had a lot of tag matches. Um, so it makes sense, and I, got, I mean, I do like the promo of kind of like uh, Seth Rollins kind of um, paid for his own promotional material, trying to crap on. Um, was it Cesaro saying well you're rubbish but if you embrace my vision you can become great but um, but yeah let's be honest this feud is basically around the all like kind of the swing kind of like you know Cesaro trying to like you know Seth Rollins is trying to recruit more people again Cesaro uh, Cesaro was the last person when he all walked out on him he hit him 
and um, we had this nice spot that's um, always fun. Is he hit? Was it twenty two um, swings? Is it twenty two? If I remember, twenty two swings with Zephron still holding the microphone, so you just hear him screaming, uh, which was a joy to well, watch. Well, I mean, to be fair with this match, we didn't get our hundred um, swings that we we kind of joked about in our I think a fast lane yeah. review. I think it was. We said like we want a hundred swings, you know, but mm. um, but we did get uh, quite a many of them in this match. Um, but yeah, it was. It said, so I, I wouldn't suppose Sal was on fire in this one. He was like right out the gate and like a massive uppercut on Seth. Mm. You know, it was pretty intense. But the whole kind of story kind of halfway through this was basically Cesaro so trying to lock in the swing, Seth countered. Back and forth, back and forth, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm. And kind of Seth Rollins working on the arm to stop him from doing the swing because he, cause he, he was quite mm-hmm. pissed that he got with the 22 swings. He wasn't happy <laughs> about those. No. So, uh, but yeah, it was basically, that was the match for, for a good portion of it. But then, it's only a matter of time. And then, boom, was it Cesaro finally locked in? Was it uh, done, done the swing? I think that his first attempt at the swing, he only was able to get an eight or nine. I think I counted. I think, mm-hmm. we, I think you counted more than I did during the, when we were watching it. But um, yeah, we got, he, got yeah. That, um, he got the swings, finally got hit one of the swings anyway. But um, yeah, as always, we're talking about how great Seth is. He's done, a, was it, it's not really cork, corkscrew, kind of frog splash. That I don't think I've ever seen him before do. The, um, that was lovely. I mean, it's, it's Seth. He, 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 he always gets heights on those frog splashes. He's probably up there with like Montez Ford when it comes to those heights and, you know, really good frog splashes. Uh, but yeah, he had that. He had, um, we had, I don't know what the move was. I think it was like a tilt a whirl. I think it was like um, a yep. nice counter straight into neutralizer by neutralizer. Yeah, by on Cesaro. Yeah. Again, it's weak. We also had another uh, another callback from previous move sets as well. So we had a neutralizer counter into the pedigree by Seth Rollins. So it. Yeah, that was a nice. Yeah, I mean, touch. to be fair, it, yeah, I don't think he's used that since probably when he faced Triple H at WrestleMania. I can't remember what WrestleMania was. Four. Uh, thirty-three. I that think was. it's right. Yeah, but so he hasn't hit that for a while. So I think it shows that he has. He's going. He's pulling out all the stops because he really wants to beat Cesaro. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we had mm-hmm. obviously the, he had the flight. Was it the um, obviously I think it's that springboard knee he does. Seth, uh, we had a nice. We had mm-hmm. that really cool. Um, was it thing that they did a fast lane against Nakamura, or I think it was like was it that was yeah. it was it like a was it a, a sweet reverse Uanagi or something like you know like yeah. that's what it's called. Um, but yeah, I, was, I think I, I was thinking it was from New Japan, but it, it you said to me on the stream on the uh, video call, it's like yeah, that's Nakamura's thing. It's what he did in New Japan, right? And what he's done in. Just kind of his move, so that's really cool. Um, but it all went downhill when Seth was getting cocky, and he was basically saying, "I am God." Um, that's everyone knows that that's a bad idea because that you know what that means, Seth, don't you? You're going to lose, basically. You're going for a yep. swing. Um, and you try, you, you, you tried to go for the st- uh, was it? You tried to go for the stump, um, got countered, and I said, uh, "Was it the, again?" Beautiful uppercuts by. Uh, was Zao again? I, I love the way that he always has unique ways to hit you with these uppercuts. He would chuck you in the air, push you, you know, hit them. Like mm-hmm. I just love it. So he done that, and another really cool moment where we had like a thing. Yeah, he done swings, but he, it, it isn't the only thing that a guy can do to make you really dizzy. He done no. a nice little. Was it? Someone said it's called a, a UFO, but basically it's called the airplane airplane spin. And I can't mm-hmm. describe it very well, but basically just done the spin. But he like he, he took his arms; he was just using his shoulders, like pushing him around. It was just yeah, just using his shoulders and just basically spinning him just on his it's neck, freak. like it, no arms. It's a great. It was so cool. It was it just it, again. It just shows this guy is a 
freak of nature, man, kind of stuff he can do. And for them to not push him for all those years is a travesty. And But I just hope now that, again, he's signing a new contract, apparently. So hopefully they actually decide, oh, this guy could actually be good and we can do something with him. So, but yeah, but we got, he done, Seth was out after that. And then obviously just um, Cesaro to put insult to injury. He, he um, picked him up. Um, they did say 23 swings or was it a bit less than that? I wasn't really counting after like baby lights. I think it was less. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say tw- it probably went about the same, 22 probably, 21. I, was, I wasn't counting, but I, well, I think I, I got up to like 10 and then, so, oh, he's just spinning in lots of times, but uh, I'm pretty sure it wasn't 23. Uh, what, what, I remember you saying like you were hoping it was like, uh, was it 37? Just because it'd be a nice little round number, wasn't it? That'd be a nice yeah, touch. but um, yeah, he done that. So Seth was basically either out or puking in his own vomit because he was uh, <laughs> he's been chucked around up spinning a lot of times. Um, so yeah, so got him up, hit the new, a second neutralizer, like straight away as well, which I really liked as well because the setup of it is it takes far too long. Uh, it's a little bit faffy, but locked in straight away, boom, lovely. Yeah, don't mess around, do it. Like you know, hit the pin, get a win. No mess around, yeah. So Seth yep. uh, was it Cesaro first single singles match at WrestleMania, first singles win. And he finally gets his moment. That's awesome. The question is now, um, hopefully this is not just a build-up to SMA and then they don't know what to do with him. I'm hoping this builds up to a really good feud maybe for the Universal title at some point. Or, um, obviously we talk mm-hmm. about in the night two, obviously a certain Intercontinental Championship. Um, maybe you can go like a nice feud with, um, you know, uh, do a challenge for that. Because I think um, there's momentum there. And I think there's a way that maybe we can build up like people like Big E, Cesaro, uh, them kind of people to build mm-hmm. up to actually challenge for that title so it has a bit more than just the usual like you know Danny Bryan's edges and stuff but yeah I mean I hope this is a springboard an actual springboard to make Cesaro great like you know actually use him would be awesome but yeah mm. I would say possibly there might be a contender for the main event in night one but we could say it's up there with the top two matches of the night because it was just re- the, the, mm. the back and forth the exchanges the, the counters by these two they obviously knew each other very well and um, it really paid off. And um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed. I think it was what? I think it, they gave him like 15 minutes, didn't they? 12, 15 minutes, I think, for this match. Yeah. But um, yeah, loved it. Loved it. I mean, it's uh, it's um, it might be a list of matches to go back to when we if you do like an end of the year awards type thing. It's really good. So yeah, mm-hmm. check that out. But yeah, so we got that. So after that high, we had a match that again felt forced with um, the... War Tag Team Championship match between the new champions, the New Day, that again, probably shouldn't be the champions because I would have liked to have seen Cedric Alexander and um, Shelton Benjamin being the champions, but it's the way it is. Going against some AJ Styles and a debuting, in-wing debut of Ormus. Um, again, again, it's ironic that AJ has gone from being, as someone said rightly, fair enough, this is probably his weaker match he's had on WrestleMania. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, you look at the, you look at everyone he's been against at WrestleMania: Jericho, Orton, Shane McMahon, Undertaker's last match. Um, I mean, yeah, he's going against the New Day, one of the most popular, most established tag teams in the WWE, but uh, not the not the most fitting partner, uh, I guess. And we'll, I'll go into Omos and like partnerships a little bit later on because uh, I have some some thoughts on that. Um, but it was nice to see. It was nice to see Biggie uh, do the announcement for the new day. I mean, why not? He's there. Uh, so. They're both there. Yeah, so why not? So that, that was pretty cool. Um, were the new day the heels in this in this yeah, build up? Because they, uh, they were trying to do this whole thing of 
Um, AJ and Omos don't have anything in common. I mean, yeah, it's true, but that was the that was the only thing. Um, and there was no and there was no animosity between AJ and Omos. And, and also, what's what's also um, weird is it's very very. I think I put my notes here. Very very dumb to try and antagonize a guy at his size by trying to get him because you can see in his face at a point he was getting really angry. So yeah. Is it really smart, man? A new day to try and um, antagonize a guy that big, but but yeah. But if you're going to describe this match in a nutshell, it's basically AJ. It was, it was basically a two-on-one handicap match with most of it. AJ getting out tagged, uh, tag team by the New Day. Um, mm-hmm. There was um, some cool. There was cool stuff in it, but basically that was the whole thing. Um, yeah, it did have a bit where AJ went. I think he was when they're trying to do like really milking the kind of get get almost into the match where AJ went to the outside, tried to go round the ring. So he can go back in, so he can get the tag. Mm-hmm. But I think Kofi Kingston blocked him off with a drop kick. That was quite. But yeah, that was a bit strange. But it was all building up. Bu- yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, they they're building up uh, towards that hot tag. So you had um, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston isolating AJ in the corner with some stomps. The double bulldog uh, drop kick to the outside. Um, made a nice standing. Uh, well, we had a frog splash onto the back of AJ uh, from from Kofi. Um, later on we had Xavier Woods on the top rope as AJ uh, was down uh, knocking Kofi out the ring uh, kind of toying with Xavier on the top rope uh, to make to make that hot tag to Omos um, and if anyone's going to sell fear or sell shock it's I mean, Xavier Woods he's fantastic I mean, at I, it I done the whole um, what was it um, on my notes like was it, his look was priceless um, I mean just like yeah. like uh crap he's he's in now yeah and i gotta be honest i love the bit where it's like uh, normally it's like oh but he's not selling it's like that's the point it's like he's trying to do kick to a leg didn't work a, a standing drop kick just bounced off him nothing was working mm-hmm. um one pin i've got to point out maybe this is a camera thing where had a bit where like he put got was it Kofi kingston and his late Xavier woods kind of like on the ropes like kind of like looking at each other saying oh my god what are we going to do but the camera was like tilting up so like a, like you got mm. was it Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston on the both sides of the shot, and then you've got like uh, was it almost like looking really tall and really menacing. So I I, I, yep. I it's not that big a deal, but I kind of appreciated that because it shows they're really trying to show this guy's huge. <laughs> this guy's amazing. I wouldn't say he's amazing. He's an amazing specimen, I'd say. But he was ever he was evident. He's evidently green from the amount of what the AJ did and New Day had to yeah, do. Yeah, they really um, were protecting his lack of wrestling ability. It's obvious there. But yeah, for sure. Um, he he had some nice uh, some nice backbreakers to Xavier um, to Kofi as well. The claw involved there as well. I liked AJ using him as a platform to hit the phenomenal forearm on the Xavier Woods, uh, and then almost with his finisher, the uh, choke slam slash power bomb uh, for the win. One, two, three. We have new Raw Tag Team Champions. And I think um, AJ's a Grand Slam champion now. I think he's won it all. I think he's won all the championships. Oh, that's right. I mean, I remember, I remember right. seeing the picture on the, um, I think the Facebook that really pushed it. It's one or all of them, but it's one of the first times in a while mm-hmm. that actually a guy's won all the titles, and it didn't feel forced. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why didn't they do that storyline then? I don't know. I don't know. I really. Why didn't they? Yeah, go for that. Um, he needs to find a partner, uh, but no one, but no one likes him, so he uses Omos, um, and feud and fuel that with potential animosity uh with new day throwing cover oh you have nothing in common blah 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 to i mean i could see this match going either way with the new day winning uh and omos 
then going his separate ways to do something else, which would tie into which would tie into but night what, two. What, he's not ready for that. Um, I don't think he's what his way. As you said, he's green. He's not really ready for that. Not for not for not for a singles push. But I'll get into it when we go into night two. Um, my my thoughts on it. But I didn't know AJ was. Uh, well, I completely forgot he was a yeah Grand Slam champion yeah. now. But why didn't they just why didn't they just focus on that? That could have been a bigger deal. Yeah, I know it's weird, right? I don't know. It's um, but probably because it's kind of was again. It's another one of these stories that did feel forced. But for what again? For what they were kind of going for, kind of make uh, almost look like this really de- intimidating or devastating figure. Like he's his first match. Um, mm. Job done. Yeah, you can you can see there is things to work on, but nine times out of ten, it worked. Kind of what they wanted to do, it kind of worked because when he came in, the crowd were popping for it. So it kind of yeah. I think um, that for the structure of what the match was supposed to be, it worked. But um, but yeah, I mean. Again, it's for tag team division is bare on Raw, so I don't know who they're going. They're probably going to face the New Day fifteen thousand times, you know. So um, what? So they might have their championships for a while, but yeah, um, yeah. It was, again, it was fine. It, what, what it was expected to be, it was exactly what we wanted. Like it, it, it done its job. So it's not going to be a match you're going to go back to, but yeah. it was supposed to make almost look like a beast, and it worked. So be interesting mm-hmm. to see what happens with them too. Um, in the future. Speaking of a uh, beast, and speaking of monsters. Ah, yes, the um, yes, uh, this match, <laughs> um, this match. Yeah, we got. Um, yes, we're talk- obviously next talking about the steel cage match between Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon. In a story that again feels like, why Shane? Why are you teasing Braun? Because what? It's just fun. Um, okay, that's cool. Um, are you insane? Have you seen how big Braun is? But okay, Shane. If you want to, if you want to get your death on it, okay. So yeah, and I see there's a lot of teasing. There's a lot of your report cards. A lot of you're you're an idiot. Um, a lot of green goo for some reason. Yeah, they showed the report card. They they showed the report card, and he's got D's and D plus. It's like that's not stupid. That's just not quite passing. D D plus is not bad. I mean, to be fair, I didn't get great grades when I was at school. I was getting that like, kind of grades. So screw you, uh, Shane man. That's not that's not dumb, yeah. You know, and to be fair, he got his comeuppance, so you know, technically it's all good. Um, Braun was trying to kind of yeah. push. It. They were trying to push it, kind of like if you if you get for this from, uh, if you think uh, seeing the storyline helps you, like you know, overcome booting, good for you. But for me, it feels like mm-hmm. it, again, it's another one of these forced ones that feels like it's really forced. Of kind of like okay, this is like for like oh, this is like the stand up to bullies, and you should, you know. So obviously it's a thing, but yeah, we had that we had. We had the monologue and the moral like at the end before the final move. This is for everyone who's ever been called stupid. Like, yeah, I think we got that. I think that was. Yeah, no. I think that was evident. What the moral of this story yeah, it's was, obvious, especially when you got green grunge goose type stuff for some reason, because you know, I know, I know. Sometimes you forget it's a kids show. Sometimes, but it's a bit too on the nose to my liking. But, but yeah, when it comes to the, the match itself, it was basically. Um, Basically, it was um, was it Braun was coming to the ring after Shane was obviously came in, and obviously the um, his lackeys. Um, I- I'm tempted to call them his version of the street, um, the uh, the mean street posse, the thing he had back in the attitude. Uh, mm-hmm. His version of it, I guess. Um, basically, attacks Braun from yep. behind with the chairs, um, works uh, attacks him, um, hits his uh, starts working on his leg, um, that kind of stuff. Puts him in the ring, and then uh, as you expect, Shane McMahon had a chair and he's working on him like the back, the leg. Obviously, it makes sense. Work on the leg; it stops him from hitting the power slam, as well as climbing to escape the cage. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, for most of that, it was just basically either Shane trying to work on the leg or trying to escape when Braun gets up, or 
Braun Strowman trying to just basically get Shane McMahon like because he wants to form around and beat him up. Um, it's basically what the match was for most of it. Um, you had um, like a metal sheet that again I think Shane's been hiding all this stuff around the cage to try and use. Yeah, he had a few. Yeah, he had a few tricks up his sleeve. Uh, Elias and Jacks being that insurance policy, that metal sheet. Uh, we we're wondering what that little bag sides, was by the way. At, the, at the top. Yeah, um, we're wondering what that little bag was in the corner. Turns out it's a toolbox. It's I think it was the same toolbox used in the Kyle O'Reilly and yeah, Cole match. For, uh, for the same... some reason, they opened that one up. Yeah, just like I gotta be honest, like logically, I mean, maybe I don't know. Why would you have a massive heavy toolbox on the top of a cage? Um, like, I think it was yeah, planted. Yeah, but I just I just like to think like <laughs> it. Be, it would have been nice if it were a bit more clearer that you know, like at the beginning, it's like Shane's like designed this cage to have for his advantage type thing maybe would have liked that being a bit more part mm. of the story so it's a bit more disadvantaged for Bourne a bit more but um, mm. yeah we had that we had uh, we got uh, we got the we got the signature moves we got the coast to coast minus the trash can that would have been nice because or some sort we had a chair why well, I didn't use that but yeah so we got the patented coast to coast by Shane Man. you had um, we had a bit mm-hmm. near the, kind of near the end with Sean Michael uh, Sean Michael that'd be funny Shane Man um, climbing up the cage um um, uh, um, and his goons trying to help him to get out, but um, Bourne kind of like you know doing like a shoulder tackle and knocked them off, uh, knocked everyone out, taking them out. So they're out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did have this awesome kind of spot at the end where we kind of um, was it sh- same man climbed over. He was literally two thirds of the way down the cage, but the cocky bastard that he is decided to go put his hand uh, well, well, surely you were the same he put his hands into the yeah. into the, like, like a gap in the cage and you were like he's going to grab that right don't don't put your hand in the in the lion cage don't put your fingers through the bars Born Strowman got up grabbed him so he couldn't get down and this is a unique spot I've never seen this in, in a cage match he literally oh. just Braun Strowman just basically ripped part the cage you know literally ripped mm-hmm. it apart so he can bring him back into the ring um, we we just had to, and then kind of they climbed up to the top of the cage, and we were hoping because if there's anything that's a guarantee with Shane McMahon matches is he's going mm-hmm. over, he's being chucked over a cage, or he's jumping off something. Mm-hmm. So we, as yeah. messed up people, were hoping that he would do a either match, either chucking through the t- dance table or something, and then you know, Braun wins or loses because he's, or do like a massive power slam from the top onto the ring and then maybe like you yeah. know it would have been cool if like I don't know if it might have killed them so maybe they shouldn't have done this <laughs> it probably would have killed him <laughs> probably asking a little bit too much of a how old Shane what 51 True, years but old then, but then we are talking uh, about but then when I think about it I'm sitting there saying well, it was good it was good enough for um, it was good enough for Mick Foley <laughs> when he was chucked through the seal kit the uh, helm I wouldn't say it was good yeah, for him done it though uh, <laughs> I mean no no but it proves it doesn't kill you I don't think it kills you. I don't know. <laughs> but basically, that's what we're kind of thinking. Like, or oh, some sort of power slam from the top, right? You know? But we didn't get yeah. that. But we got this too cool, cool, I guess. It's like, was he kind of just, born, just chucked him, you know, chucked him from the top of the cage, landed, you know, a nasty bump mm-hmm. for Shane McMahon. So you're getting, getting comeuppance. Boy Storming didn't mess around. He came down from the top of the cage, brought him up, hit the running power slam, got the pin, got the win, conquered his bully, and... Um, um, not no offense to um, Born Strowman or Shane Man. We can now move on with our lives because this story, as a whole, sucked. But the match was okay. 
It was all right. But, or you just you just need to tick one box. Just throw Shane off something high, or he jumps off something high. That's it. And then it's yeah. And don't and don't make Braun look stupid. No, it's, I guess it's, it's an old it's an oldest story in time. Well, he's big. You must be big and dumb. So as I said before, the story was a ripoff of um, Big Show and um, Share Man Two Thousand, where it's like you know he's, t- he's an idiot type thing, and he's making fun of him. But I'm guessing we couldn't go as far as Shane jumping off the top of a scaffolding because that wouldn't. Or we were hope there was the because it was a cage match. But I was kind of like we were, we we didn't get anyone jumping off that pirate ship that you could or at least fighting on it. So well, with cutlasses. <laughs> yeah, I know, but. Anyway, but yeah, so that was, um, it was fine. Good match in a sense of like, it's a cage match. It, obviously, it's ticked all the boxes. We got Shane get his come up. And so, yeah. And um, yeah, when sometimes you need these kind of matches to kind of like calm the players down a bit sometimes. So I'm not against it. So, yeah. Um, so obviously, we now after that, we had the, um, I'm, I'm sure we had like some like the Hall of Fame stuff in there at this point. Talking about, you know, the, the class of tw- mm-hmm. last year, I think it was. Because um, obviously, we didn't have it last year. Well, we did, but we didn't. We couldn't show the fans. No. So we had that. That was cool. But then the next match was um, tag team, tag team match between The Miz and John Morrison going against Bad Bunny and uh, Damian Priest. In, I mean, to be fair, no one's. I mean, me personally, I'm not really caring about the shit. Probably for the fact that three weeks yeah, ago, they... The Miz was WWE champion, and now he's in <laughs> a mm. kind of a celebrity kind of tag team match with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Yeah, this was the co-main event. You know why they did it? Because of the celebrity appeal type thing. Uh, yeah. He's got how many billion streams on Spotify? Okay. I still haven't heard. I still haven't heard of you. <laughs> I still don't know who you are. that might be because, again, it's like anything. It's not, it's not really my... Th- I don't know. Maybe. I think he's um, famous in like Mexico, maybe. I don't know. It's not a big deal. Basically, they're just big, you know, eyes are on the product. Um, apparently from the cool thing about this band Bunny has been training since Royal Rumble like day in day out since Royal Rumble training for this match mm-hmm. so you got to respect that kind of commitment he, he wasn't just coming in like thinking he can just own the place he was actually trying to train so it actually would be quite good um, that I kind of like but yeah obviously at the beginning we had this really t- we had um, it looks like um, the uh, Rhodes Buds have come back but cloned themselves 19 times with um the the the, uh, the bunny costumes with uh, Ms. M- Ms. and John Morrison coming out with that terrible rap song, Hey Hey Ho Hop, Hop Hop, hop. Hey Hey Hop Hop. Yeah, it also reminded me because I've I just been watching the latest series of Brooklyn Nine Nine uh, on Netflix, and they had the Halloween heist, and they were all dressed in, in bunny costumes. So I'm thinking, oh, where's Jake Peralta? <laughs> oh, that that would be interesting. Uh, you're in the Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, yeah, the next that would be cool. I gotta be honest, that would be match up. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, get um, uh, Rosa against uh, Io Shirai or something <laughs> oh, like that. That would be great. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh, please let literally let it happen. But yeah, so WWE next next crossover, Brooklyn Nine Nine, do it, book it, book it now. But um, but yeah, so obviously a lot of bunny costumes. It was really campy and ridiculous, but you know you expect it from you know WWE. Um, but um, but yeah, they got a, a, a really over the top entrance. But Bad Bunny got a really cool one with like kind of a, was it kind of like a truck kind of like I got this very NWO vibes. I don't know if that's just me um, with the whole like you know I don't know if yeah. maybe maybe um, Hulk Hogan letting borrow his truck because obviously they're in the they're in the area. So um, but yeah, nice little um, truck entrance. He was on top of it. That was really cool. Um, but yeah, so he came in. But surprisingly in this match, I was surprised like you have an actual wrestler in there. 
with Damien Priest. Yep. But Bad Bunny was in this match a lot. It felt like a singles match for most of it. I th- yeah, I think that was the initial plan. It was going to be Miz uh, and Bunny uh, with was it Damien Priest and Morrison as managers. But whether they trusted like Bunny to like carry the match like, just by himself, um, I'm not quite sure. Uh, or if they wanted to get Priest more involved to push Priest, you can understand it being a, a tag team match. But yeah, he uh, it started off with Priest and uh, and Miz, and then Bad Bunny just went in straight away. Um, he's fending off Miz with uh, some right hands. Uh, he executes arm drags, toe holds, roll ups, um, surprising um, the former WWE champion. Well, like a really cool hair face uh, pin or kind of like a head scissors kind of thing from Bad Bunny, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It looked surprised. He didn't look. It looked actually really good. That looked good. Um, Although his they, uh, Bad Bunny and Damien Priest do share in common their, their, their she has something in common their, their splashes to the corners to their opponents that they're, they're not great. Um, so I think you had the I think you had the bunny hops from um, Bad Bunny. I'm not quite sure what priests are called, but there's something to work on. I'm, I'm not quite, quite buying those. Um, we had a, a DDT um, head slam on the table and stomps from both uh, Miz and Morrison beating down Bad Bunny. Uh, building towards that hot tag um, for uh, for Priest. Uh, we had those uh, infamous it kicks. We had a DDT counter, I believe, off the ropes. Uh, we get the, the hot tag from, from Priest, and he's kicking just the hell out of everyone. Uh, kicking, literally kicking the hell out of everyone. Um, we got a nice, um, was it, dual Falcon Arrow from him, I remember, after that. Like, yeah, this really cool. Like, like yep. I, I would dare say, I think Bad Bunny might have actually executed it just a little bit better. <laughs> you could sit there, yeah. Could sit there and say that. He also uh, he also executed. Uh, well, they both did their own dives as well. Damien Priest uh, suicide dive, um, Bad Bunny off the top rope, and Bad Bunny also executed the um, uh, destroyer, Canadian destroyer. I mean, to be, f- I got to respect that though. Because think about that. As much as it's, you could say it's one of the more I want easier moves to do because it because it's in some overused I'd say not necessarily easy yeah but, but I think it, it does rely a lot yeah. on the person that's doing it like you're taking it if you know what I mean because it's a lot of it's like yeah yeah, I don't ask quite but yeah it's, um, it's not the easiest because obviously I'm not a professional wrestler but it's one of those moves that if you like had someone that kind of knows what they're doing and doesn't and you got something that doesn't it's one mm-hmm. of the moves you can do that looks spectacular than trying to do others but yeah, yeah. we did that so that was awesome but it looked really cool as well Joe Molson taking one for the team uh, we did have a bit before mm-hmm. that when he had like Miz it's nice little exchange between Miz and Damien Priest. Uh, was it Damien Priest kind of got his finisher? Mm-hmm. Coming what it is, um, getting like Miz kind of, yeah, Sound and kind of um, mm-hmm. countered into a nice skull crushing finale. Nice little exchange for them too. But um, oh no, the reckoning—that's what it's called. He's Sound of Heaven's. His, okay, uh, he went for the, yeah, yeah, went for the reckoning. Mm-hmm. Nice counter into a skull crushing finale. It was really cool. I like, I like, you know, we started matches what we we're talking about like like earlier. So I like the counters into counters type thing. I like the kind of counters into mm-hmm. finishing moves. But, but yeah, I mean, it kind of ended yeah. with, uh, was it David Priest lifting up uh, the Miz on his shoulder? Um, it looks like they might have gone for like a doomsday device type thing. But uh, Bam Bunny just jumped mm-hmm. off of this nice little crossbody on the Miz. He got the pin and pinned the Miz mm-hmm. and um, he got the win. In again, uh, if you describe this night in anything, um, um, ex- exceeding expectations. I was thinking this would be a train wreck, but it was actually really good. Yeah, Bad Bunny uh, impressing. Um but still, for me, I'm not really emotionally invested in this match, uh, and especially as a co-main event. Um, if they had the same kind of spot with where 
uh, when Rousey had her first match, you can understand uh, that kind of positioning there. Uh, but co-main event match, mm, uh, not keen on that idea. But I mean, if you look at it, it's one of better celebrities because if it's, at least it wasn't feeling, it wasn't awkward at all. Like some of the movies actually executed quite well. It's obvious. It obviously, yeah. um, he's he did commit to it because it at least seems like that training did pay off because some of the moves did look quite slick. Like you know, you could pretend mm. like some of that play that Canadian story looked good. That kind of uh, was it airplane spin or kind of hat, head scissors look was executed quite well. So. It wasn't. I wasn't. It was some matches. You know, you can see some celebrities like, ah, oh, they they probably haven't trained that well for this, or they've just had a couple of months training, like a week's training. But but this one, it's like it felt they've been working for for on this match for months. So and it deli- I think it delivered in some ways. You know, it just it, yeah, maybe not having before the main event, but it was too fun. It still has some cool moments you can talk back and it, you know you're expecting the celebrity wins because the celebrity always wins. Everyone knows that. So. Um, so uh, yeah, win. and obviously again, it showcases Damien Priest because um, I thought, well, is he supposed to be in this match? But you've rightly pointed out when we're doing um, video chat, that's like he's in like a co-main event of WrestleMania on his first. And, you know, it's a good spot for him, and it's great for Priest. I, I, Absolutely, I'm just, I said, I said before, I'm kind of worried. Though. I hope, I hope they have more plans for him and just like this is it, and then just forget about him. Because again, if you watch any of the matches with Gargano in NXT last year, he's actually got. The guy's got tons of potential, and if you use him right, he could be another big yeah. star for you. Hopefully, but yeah, it was a fine match. Done. It was entertaining. He done his job. Had some cool moves, cool moments, and yeah, I didn't. I, I wasn't going. That was that was rubbish. Yeah, it was fun, and that's all you want in a match sometimes, isn't it? It was fine. Yeah, but kudos to uh, Bad Bunny. Uh, obviously, that hard work paid off. Yeah. Uh, good. Yeah. So now we get to here we go. We, we got to the main event of night one of WrestleMania Face. 37 in a i mean there was a lot of debate about this one um in the weeks leading up to this about what who sh- what should main event night one uh there was a lot of talk maybe but was it the bobby lashley and uh drew mcintyre should be because obviously it's quite a better kind of story kind of but um a lot of people were sitting there saying that this match of course was bianca belair uh, and sasha bank should main event night one um as you probably pointed out before we recorded, of course, is that it makes sense because obviously put both of the um, Royal Rumble winners in the main event or both nights makes exactly. sense. So, um, and any any winkling of everyone going, well, they don't deserve to be in the main event was completely crushed <laughs> when you actually watched the match because, my God, this was amazing. It was exactly what I thought it would be. You know, obviously... Yeah, it's like for the. It's exactly what I thought thought it would yeah. be because I knew these their styles would match well, and it really did. Yeah, I thought they yeah they were going to match well, had good chemistry, um, but with Bianca Belair having the the strength advantage which they showcased in this match. Uh, the only thing I wasn't expecting is there's a lot of crying uh, to, to begin with. Um, I mean, to be fair, I, I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's, I know some people like that, but I would. It's her first main event, and it's fun of a crowd. They play haven't seen a crowd for a year, and it's like it is a big moment, a big deal. So, I, I, sure. I mean, some people might go like, "Ah, oh, the crying game." It's like it's a big moment. Sometimes your emotions get you, like with stuff like this. It's really cool. So um, I'm not gonna. It's just uh, it just shows that um, how big of a deal this is for me when I saw them cry. I think it just shows that this is huge. But yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, to be fair, yeah, you got know, Bianca Belair's like, uh, I think Sasha Banks done a better job to hold it in than maybe Bianca Belair did, you know, because he's just like really trying, but you know, it's a, the emotions get you. So, um, 
But um, yeah, again, it just I don't know where you go with this. Really, it's like it had all kinds of awesome stuff. You obviously both. Um, you had uh, was it? We had this bit was it early on when he had like I think Sasha Banks actually did um, like a suicide dive that didn't make me cringe. That was nice. I think I put like the best mm-hmm. ones I've seen her do for a while. She actually got a nice, nice height on it this time. Yeah. But you think, okay, you get done the suicide yeah. dive. But again, as um, I love the way that in this match they really showed the strength of Bianca Belair because she caught her, yeah, lifted her up like this. He caught her, lifted her up into like a press slam, and then walked up. I loved it. Walked mm-hmm. up the steps, lifting her, you know, and, and a press slam, and then slammed her back in the ring. Sasha so yeah. Banks. I mean. That was a hell of a statement. Yeah, I mean, to, to yeah. be fair, it was most of the time, like, it was, like, every time Sasha tried to get into it, Bianca Belair always had a counter for her. And it always felt like she was, you know, like, using... Um, she, as he, as he says, she's the quickest, the baddest, the, you know, the best. But then we also we also had Banks with her own counters as well, um, utilising um, the uh, Bianca Belair's hair. So Belair goes for a moonsault, which is countered. Uh, Sasha Banks grabs the hair, grabs the whip, uh, lands in some vicious knees and some vicious kicks, um, and she also uses the uh, the hair pulling it uh, as their opposite sides of the ring post on the outside. Uh, Bianca Belair counters that, pulling her using her strength, pulling her into the pulling her into the steps. Uh, Bankston tries to run forward, but that's avoided, and she ends up doing a meteor straight into the barricade, uh, which looked like it hurt. Yeah, I could say that. Uh, another moment which looked like it looked like it absolutely killed as well. Uh, Belair going for that 450, uh, I believe it was going for 450, but getting the Sasha Banks getting the knees yeah, up. Yeah, looks like she done some scouting for that one. Looks like she she's been scouting, yeah. you know, with the old saying, look and watching the tapes and all that. But um, but yeah, we had this mm-hmm. again really cool moment with like again um, showing her strength again. When we had a bit where she used the powers like like lift up. I think she had like an arm like gone for the arm again, but like sort of like lifted her up and then hit like two power mm-hmm. bombs. You know, it just shows the strength of Bianca Belair. I mean. I think what I love about it is mm. perfect about this match. If you if the, if there's like a template of how to build a star, this match just did it. You know, like because this yeah. shows the, the amazing power and the kind of unique offense that Bianca Belair could do. But mm. um, but yeah, I mean they had this cool move where she tried to go for the third power bomb and then she like Sasha Banks counted into really good like was it called X Factor or like kind of face plant type mm. thing. I, I mean yep. they're the kind of counters I like. You know, like where it counters into counter. Um, again. It had it had similar chemistry to like Seth and Cesaro I had earlier in the night, where it's just like they know each other. They probably know each other quite well, so like they can do these kind of you know really sophisticated moves. Um, we had this like was it Sasha Banks done this really cool like spinning DDT was like she was it done a normal tornado DDT but then used the second rope to try and get more elevation from it. That was a really mm-hmm. that was really cool. Um, but um, then she was it done that went to the top hit the frog splash or. For some reason, there's a joke here where Marco Cole doesn't know what a frog splash looks like anymore because every time someone did a frog splash, he just called, oh my God, it's like mm. she was going to do like a, a meteor, but she changed her mind mid four. It's like, no, it's a frog splash, you idiot. No, pretty sure that's a frog splash. <laughs> you know, just like, yeah. I don't think he's been watching the um, Eddie Guerrero documentary. That's his frog splash. And he'd and he done it a couple of times. With other, like, I think he called, uh, was it um, when we talk about the KO one later, but same thing. He'd done the same thing there. He's like, oh, yeah. The Mishinoku driver. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just saved you from the internet, Michael Cole. I, 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 I just don't think um, he doesn't know some of the mo- like he doesn't like ah oh, it's a splash counting splash no, it's a frog splash but anyway it's not important but yes yeah, here frog splash frog splash um, just for the two and um, yeah after this she got really pissed um, she was like how am I going to beat this woman got really aggressive you know starting you know, on more working on, going back to working on that arm 
you know, because obviously the bank statement makes sense. Trying to get, you know, um, even trying to like, use her hair as like for the sub- submission. It was a really cool little spot. Like I said, using the hair when like it mm-hmm. seems to be a story where like when she when she gets more desperate, and more aggressive, she kept pulling on the hair and using it as a weapon. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was it. I mean, was it first like a ring of satin type move that went into the bank statement? I'm sure that's what it, I think it was, because he really put, she really put some torque on that when she was using the hair. Oh yeah, she likes to put a lot a lot of torque on. Uh, looked very effective. Uh, we obviously saw uh, similar uh, similar um, false finishes in the other main event uh, as well. Uh, we have a tree of woe. Uh, Bianca Belair in that position with Sasha Banks positioned on the top rope. Going for that uh, that stomp, uh, but Bianca Bear manages to manage to escape. Uh, Sasha Banks goes for the goes for the uh, drop kick, uh, but uh, Belair avoids that as well. She manages then to hit the 450, attempts to hit the kiss of death, but Sasha Banks uh, wisely counters it by grabbing the hair. Uh, this leads into the finish with uh, Belair using the hair uh, to whip Sasha Banks with a lovely sound. Uh, I don't think I've, don't think I've actually heard like the hair whip used for quite a while, from what I can recall. No, I have heard. I, I don't. I don't think I've seen. Yeah. seen it since the early days in NXT. I think with like, but um, yeah. I mean, I love that. I mean, you can see the mark yeah. at the end of the match. Be like on the, on the, the Sasha, Sasha Banks's like side. It's like yeah, that, that yeah. I know people that say oh, it's just hair. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that hurts, man. You don't want that whipping on his side. <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously after that, obviously the um, Sasha Banks was kind of. You know, um, that kind of mess with her again, you know. Bianca Blair picked her up, um, hit the uh, kiss of death slam, well, like kiss of death, got the pin, um, and got the win. And, um, yeah, and uh, we have a new SmackDown Women's Champion in, again, a really, really awesome main event. It was exactly what I, again, I knew th- I knew these two would be great together, like like working together, and this proved it. Any any doubters that thought that, I mean, I was like, thought, well, should this be in the main event? It's just been told. It's just been blown out of the water here. It's like, yeah, this deserves to be main event. Cause it's a great moment. Um, there's there's a good little video on Instagram of like some. I think the cameras looking at Sasha Banks after the match with Bianca Belair mm-hmm. celebrating. Like she's smiling. So I think like at kayfabe, she's yeah. really she's really happy that you know Bianca Belair won. But um, yeah, I love this match. I think um, it's it's up there with um, you put like match of the weekend mm-hmm. contender because it's it. it there's a lot of good candidates over this week, over this mm. week, mate, over this week, you know, weekend. So many good matches, and this is up there. I mean, the question is, is this like the match of the night, night one? Because obviously you still got Cesaro, Seth mm. Rollins is pretty good standard. I think just because of the kind of emotion, maybe a bit more, um, just the kind of the way they kind of worked it, this might just tip it, just for, just because I like, so there's yeah. a bit more going on, Both. have more time maybe, but. It was quite. It's quite. It's quite close. Both match. Both matches had uh, the caliber to be really good because you, you see uh, these two. Uh, you see Cesaro, Seth Rollins on paper. You see Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair on paper. Oh, that's going to be a good technical wrestling match. Uh, but only one match had the edge in terms of story um, and kind of uh, chemistry. I think Seth Rollins and Cesaro had better chemistry. Um, you wanted to see Seth Rollins be swung around. We wanted to see that. Um, they teased it, and we also got it as well. Um, whereas Sasha and Bianca, um, they didn't really do anything until fast, and we had like one slap, um, and calling her a rookie. But 
other than that, it's been mainly focused on them teaming up to go against Nia Jackson uh, and Shayna Baszler and Sasha's relationship with Reginald, which was very, very disappointing. That that that, that they've done. Um, I give kudos to the um, video department. Oh yeah, editing department. Oh yeah, WWE. We, we, um, what what a shocker! It was never mentioned. Yeah, we, we're talking about it. It's like, what's about they're not going to mention it at all? Nowhere to be seen. But, yep. <laughs> We're just gonna we're gonna make it look like it's a respect one where it's basically mm. you're a wookie, do you know who I am? That kind of stuff. That would have been a better story, but apparently they just like, I think they want to gloss over that that terrible Reginald subplot, mm. <laughs> basically. But yeah, ended. It was an awesome way to end a pretty separate start of the show. They said part one. A great a really good WrestleMania. I don't think I think either some matches either um exceeded expectations or mm. were just Yep. up to the expectation I was expecting or just yeah I mean even the ones you thought they cage match you can sit there and say might be the weakest on the card but that was still got some yep. moments that was entertaining enough but yeah I mean I love it I mean it just um, yeah it's great night one I loved it yeah uh, as I said before it's the least underwhelming card um, out of the two nights but it delivered all the matches that are on the card we were excited for delivered and the ones that we weren't excited for uh, entertained us so it's a good night, I'd say. Not the best WrestleMania, of course not. Not the best WrestleMania, but solid. Enjoyable, which was good. It's nice to actually watch wrestling and enjoy it. Yeah, and especially when us fans, like, obviously for the fans that were there, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a WrestleMania we needed, you know, like, you know, that fans are back, everything wasn't, you know, um, nothing annoyed us, nothing, you know, it was just like, everything kind of worked for the night. Nothing made us so angry. It just felt like it felt like a celebration of like, yeah, we're back now. We've got some awesome wrestling, and it was an awesome time. Um, but yeah, obviously we talk about night two that might have the opposite reaction. But we'll talk about that in a bit, um, just in a bit. Anyway, but yeah, obviously um, that's night one. Talks about night one. Um, it's pretty awesome. So um, yeah, so we're gonna get after. We're just gonna have a quick, quick um, was it advertisement break, and then we'll go dive straight into night two of WrestleMania thirty seven. So, enjoy, enjoy the ad. See you in a moment. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add our podcast, the Josh and Stu Wrestling Podcast, in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of your application. 